Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Ohio versus American Express, certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. Argued February 26, 2018. Decided June 25, 2018. Respondent Credit Card Company's American Express Company and American Express Travel Related Services Company, collectively Amex, operate what economists call a two-sided platform, providing services to two different groups, cardholders and merchants, who depend on the platform to intermediate between them. Because the interaction between the two groups is a transaction, credit card networks are a special type of two-sided platform known as a transaction platform. The key feature of transaction platforms is that they cannot make a sale to one side of the platform without simultaneously making a sale to the other. Unlike traditional markets, two-sided platforms exhibit indirect network effects, which exist where the value of the platform to one group depends on how many members of another group participate. Two-sided platforms must take these effects into account before making a change in price on either side, or they risk creating a feedback loop of declining demand. Thus, striking the optimal balance of the prices charged on each side of the platform is essential for two-sided platforms to maximize the value of their card services and to compete with their rivals. Visa and MasterCard, two of the major players in the credit card market, have significant structural advantages over Amex. Amex competes with them by using a different business model, which focuses on cardholder spending rather than cardholder lending. To encourage cardholder spending, Amex provides better rewards than the other credit card companies. Amex must continually invest in its cardholder rewards program to maintain its cardholders' loyalty. But to fund those investments, it must charge merchants higher fees than its rivals. Although this business model has simulated competitive innovations in the credit card market, it sometimes causes friction with merchants. To avoid higher fees, merchants sometimes attempt to dissuade cardholders from using Amex cards at the point of sale, a practice known as steering. Amex places anti-steering provisions in its contracts with merchants to combat this. In this case, the United States and several states, collectively plaintiffs, sued Amex, claiming that its anti-steering provisions violate Section 1 of the Sherman Antitrust Act. The district court agreed, finding that the credit card market should be treated as two separate markets, one for merchants and one for cardholders, and that Amex's anti-steering provisions are anti-competitive because they result in higher merchant fees. The Second Circuit reversed, it determined that the credit card market is one market, not two, and it concluded that Amex's anti-steering provisions did not violate Section 1. The Supreme Court held, Amex's anti-steering provisions do not violate federal antitrust law. Section 1 of the Sherman Act prohibits unreasonable restraints of trade. See State Oil Co. v. Con. Restraints may be unreasonable in one of two ways, unreasonableness per se or unreasonableness as judged under the rule of reason.
business electronics versus sharp electronics. The parties agree that Amex's anti-steering provisions should be judged under the rule of reason using a three-step burden-shifting framework. They ask this court to decide whether the plaintiffs have satisfied the first step in that framework, i.e. whether they have proved that Amex's anti-steering provisions have a substantial anti-competitive effect that harms consumers in the relevant market. Applying the rule of reason generally requires an accurate definition of the relevant market. In this case, both sides of the two-sided credit card market, cardholders and merchants, must be considered. Only a company with both cardholders and merchants willing to use its network could sell transactions and compete in the credit card market. And because credit card networks cannot make a sale unless both sides of the platform simultaneously agree to use their services, they exhibit more pronounced indirect network effects and interconnected pricing and demand. Indeed, credit card networks are best understood as supplying only one product, the transaction, that is jointly consumed by a cardholder and a merchant. Accordingly, the two-sided market for credit card transactions should be analyzed as a whole. Plaintiffs have not carried their burden to show anti-competitive effects. Their argument that Amex's anti-steering provisions increase merchant fees wrongly focuses on just one side of the market. Evidence of a price increase on one side of a two-sided transaction platform cannot by itself demonstrate an anti-competitive exercise of market power. Instead, plaintiffs must prove that Amex's anti-steering provisions increase the cost of credit card transactions above a competitive level, reduce the number of credit card transactions, or otherwise stifled competition in the two-sided credit card market. They failed to do so. The plaintiffs offered no evidence that the price of credit card transactions was higher than the price one would expect to find in a competitive market. Amex's increased merchant fees reflect increases in the values of its services and the cost of its transactions not an ability to charge above a competitive price. It uses higher merchant fees to offer its cardholders a more robust rewards program, which is necessary to maintain cardholder loyalty and encourage the level of spending that makes it valuable to merchants. In addition, evidence that does exist cuts against the plaintiff's view that Amex anti-steering provisions are the cause of any increases in merchant fees. Visa and MasterCard's merchant fees have continued to increase, even at merchant locations where Amex is not accepted. The plaintiff's evidence that Amex's merchant fees increase between 2005 and 2010 were not entirely spent on cardholder rewards does not prove that Amex's anti-steering provisions gave it the power to charge anti-competitive prices. This court will not infer competitive injury from price and output data absent some evidence that tends to prove that the output was restricted or prices were above a competitive level. Brook Group Limited versus Brown and Williamson Tobacco. There is no such evidence here. Output of credit card transactions increased during the relevant period, and the plaintiffs did not show that Amex charged more than its competitors. The plaintiffs 
also failed to prove that Amex's anti-steering provisions have stifled competition among credit card companies. To the contrary, while they have been in place, the market experienced expanding output and improved quality. Nor have Amex's anti-steering provisions ended competition between credit card networks with respect to its merchant fees. Amex's competitors have exploited its higher merchant fees to their advantage. Lastly, there's nothing inherently anti-competitive about the provisions. They actually stem negative externalities in the credit card market and promote inter-brand competition. And they do not prevent competing credit card networks from offering lower merchant fees or promoting their broader merchant acceptance. The decision is affirmed. Justice Thomas delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Kennedy, Alito, and Gorsuch joined. Justice Breyer filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Ginsburg, Sotomayor, and Kagan joined. Thank you for listening.